Welcome to the Author Alchemist Podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimba York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. Here we are. We're at the ninth episode of the Author Alchemist podcast. Kim York is here again today. That's me. And we're going to be talking today about writing manuals and writing guides. There are approximately, I don't know, one or two, maybe three thousand or more books out there that will teach you how to write, teach you what to write, teach you how to what to write. I mean, there's just a lot of them out there. And I learned this early on. I mean, it's been true for a long time that there are writing guides out there for everything you might need. I remember being a kid and we would go to the Altamont Springs Mall in Altamont Springs, which is just a little bit north of Orlando. It was a typical 80s suburban mall, although I think it was probably built in the 70s. I don't know. We were there in the mid-80s. And we would go to the, I believe it was B. Dalton. May have been Walden's books, but in fact, there may have been both of them at the, in that mall at some point in time. Like way before the internet, of course, way before even big box stores for books, there were local booksellers and then there were the chains and the chains could be found at the mall. And my mother loved to go to the mall and people watch and look at all the things she could not afford to buy. And of course, I tagged along with her. We would go into B. Dalton Books and for me, it was a little taste of freedom. I could go anywhere in that bookstore as long as I didn't leave it. And that was the kind of freedom I didn't get a lot of as a child. So while mother would go haunt the diet books, the self-help books, or the fine literature, you know, American literature, European literature, however they had a catalog back then, I would just kind of wander around. I usually ended up in the science fiction fantasy section to no one's surprise at all. And occasionally I would end up over in the general literature section pulling out titles that looked interesting to me. I think that's how I became such an early reader of Watership Down. I certainly read it before my mother read it, but I pulled out the book and I saw the rabbits on the cover and I was, what, eight or nine years old? Like, yes, rabbits, that looks like a cool book. Anyway... Uh, When I decided that my writing was something that I was serious about, and mind you, I was probably 10 years old at this point and had already been writing every day on my typewriter, pages and pages and pages of stories since I was old enough to type, seven, eight, six, I don't know, young. And uh, mother got me on that touch typing thing pretty darn early. And since I was homeschooled, it was easy for her to do because she would just plop me down at the typewriter and tell me to stay there until I finished two exercises or more. Anyway, I finally figured out that my favorite authors were actually real human being people who, like me, enjoyed writing stories. So I decided, well, that's it. You know, if Anne McCaffrey could write about dragons and 
by golly, I can write about dragons too. So while my mother went in for studying literature and studying literary criticism, I went in for studying how writers write. So I ended up in the writing section of the bookstore, which B. Dalton's was very small. I mean, compared to what we think of bookstores today, a little bit more of a hole in the wall. I remember it was in the mall. It was uh, not a very big store. So the writing section was usually one, maybe two shelves worth of books. And I would just cycle through whatever was on the shelf and then beg my mother to buy the latest writer's market, whichever year it was that it had come out. Now you've got to remember this is before the internet. And so the writer's market basically cornered the market on giving writers access to publishers, magazine publishers, book publishers, and agents. So I would thumb through it and be looking for, well, gosh, you know, who publishes what? Would they publish my work? Big dreams back then. The end result was that I figured out that there are a lot of different kinds of writers' self-help books, for lack of a better term. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because not every self-help book on writing is helpful. And I'm not talking about the fact that some are just really poorly written themselves, or are just full of dreck that everybody gets taught before they leave high school about composition. It's more about finding the writer's guidebooks that guide you, that answer the need that you have. A lot of the books that I found in B. Dalton and later Barnes and Nobles and then of course, you know, Amazon is that at the time I was not ready for them. I was still a kid back then in those situations, and as I grew older, I was not a mature enough writer to really use the advice that I was getting in a lot of those books. They were not speaking to me as a writer for my goals. Some were very helpful anyway. I remember one book that was a route that I think my mother bought it actually because she loved mysteries. She was a huge Agatha Christie fan. And it was a book about how to write mysteries. And I remember reading that and seeing how it handled a suspenseful plot was really helpful for me as a baby writer. Gave me the idea, oh, so this is, it's more than just character development and atmospheric, edgy situations, a la Wuthering Heights. It's about structuring for suspense, which is pretty obvious in retrospect. Of course, we know this now. We're adults. We've done a lot of reading. But remember, I'm reading this when I'm maybe 11, 12 years old. They're like, wow, is that how they do it? And outlining, of course, every book has the solution for outlining, and it may be a solution, but it may not be your solution. Every how to write guidebook or how to write a novel book, they have value, excluding the ones that are direct, but they have value to somebody. And here is my blanket permission to you. No matter how popular a book is, no matter how many authors tell you that it is the guidebook on how to write a novel, it's okay for you to just not like it, to put it down, and not reference it, and go find something else. 
So let's step back a little bit and let's really decide how you find a good writing guidebook for you. And the first steps are pretty obvious, but I think it's the ones we kind of railroad over in our desire to get where we want to go. And that is decide what you need from a guide. There are different levels to that. There's inspirational guidance, and there's a lot of books like that out there. My favorite, of course, is Stephen King's On Writing. There's also Writing Down the Bones by Natalie Goldberg, another very excellent book that's inspirational as well as a guide. There's books that are what I call creative mentorship books, and I think The Artist's Way is a really good example of that one. It It's not just about inspiring you as a writer. It's about directing you to exercises and a perspective on your craft that encourages creativity and helps you expand your own vision of what you're trying to do with your writing. Then, of course, there's just general guidebooks. Um, these books are about being a better writer. And, of course, the classic is Strunk in White, although it's... Uh, a little dated and not always as correct as some people would like to think. Um, I'll include a few links to some of these books and others that I'm not mentioning here because I don't have time or wherewithal. My brain only holds so much at a time here. You're lucky I'm focused as I am right now. Those are really good elements of just the technical aspects of being a better writer. Grammar, structure, plot, how to structure a three-act plot, how to structure a five-act plot, different types of plot arcs you could use, the elements of good character development, etc., etc., etc. And then finally, there are the specific guidebooks. And here's where we run into problems, because if you want to write a romance novel, you want to write a cozy mystery, or you want to write a short story, or you want to write a science fiction novel, it's really easy to do a search on Amazon or go to your local big box store and pick up a book that says how to write blank. And the fact is, you may not be ready for that. Or alternatively, you may be more than ready for that and sitting back and reading about romantic plot beats or something that's, you know, you already know that. So why are you reading this book? This is why I suggest you stop for a moment and really think about what you need from a writing guidebook. Obviously, you're going to have more than one guidebook in your life. There's going to be different guidebooks for different periods and different stages, and you shouldn't shut the door on one just because maybe you don't think you're ready for it, or maybe you think you don't really need it just now. I find myself going back and forth especially with the how-to guides um, that are very specific in genre. Not because I necessarily feel that I need basic elemental instruction to get writing done. Obviously, I don't have many books published, but I do need fresh eyes. Sometimes I need to step back from the genre and take a look and see how other people are seeing it and maybe incorporating some of their ideas that I haven't yet or hadn't thought of or just maybe find really neat and want to try. So there's a lot of different reasons. And the final analysis, I think the really important thing when you're looking for a writer's guide is to trust your instincts. If you can't put the book down once you've started reading it, then obviously it's probably a book you need to be reading. But if you 
think that it is a book you need to be reading, but you just can't get through it, and it's just so hard to pick it up and read it. Try to figure out why, but then give yourself permission to say, okay, well, whatever the reason is, I'm just going to put this book aside for right now. Maybe it's a book that you'll come back to later. Uh, Maybe it's not. Yeah, that's okay, too. Like I said, there are thousands and thousands of writer's guides out there. Every single one of them is saying something a little bit different. Not all of them are written for you. If you're not sure about a book, though, you can do this, especially if it's one that has writing exercises in it, which most of the books outside of the inspirational guidance ones do tend to have writing exercises or some kind of interactive element to them, whether it's drafting up plot outlines or character sheets or whatever. Get halfway through the book. Don't even bother reading it. Just open it up halfway. Find the closest exercise assignment and read it over. See if it's something that you're interested in doing. You don't have to do it, obviously. If you haven't read the book yet, so you're... But if it holds something that you need to know or you need to learn, you'll see that right away. You'll say, oh, wow, this... This exercise is going to be really helpful for me. I need this book. Or you're going to look at it and you're going to go, is this what the exercises in this book are like? I'm not sure it's really going to help me. Just remember that a good writing guide, no matter what kind of it it is, whether it's inspirational guidance or creative mentorship, general guidance or specific guidance, it's going to inspire you to write. And I'm sorry, if the book you're reading about writing isn't inspiring you to write at some level, then just put it down because it's not doing its job. Not going to help you. They need to be inspiring you. Even if it's not inspiring you necessarily to write out the exercises that they're recommending that you do, or, or if it's recommending something that's a little different from what you normally write, or even if it's inspiring you to go in a completely different direction, like you're like, forget this romance novel crap, I'm going to go write a nonfiction personal essay book about raising my guinea pig, go for it. Whatever you're inspired to write, if it gets you writing, I think that's a beautiful thing. So the alchemical lesson which is the takeaway here is that it's okay to judge a book by its cover when it comes to writing guides. If it doesn't resonate with you, move on. There are other writing guides out there and some of them will change your life. I guarantee you that, but you need to find them first. So anyway, thanks for listening to episode number nine. I am really, wow, I'm in You know, it's sad to say I'm impressed with myself. I've recorded so many of these episodes. I've taken a batch recording them on the weekends. Well, batch, you know, doing two or three recordings on on a weekend just to get them out of the way when I'm in the mood because I'm never in the mood, really, to do a podcast. This is something that's all new to me and it's a challenge. So I'm kind of doing them in groups and hoping it all comes together in the end. Eek! Eek! Those are my eeky noises, little Muppet noises. Beep, beep, beep. But (laughs) thank you for listening and playing along. I would love for you to visit my website. Go to the page for this blog post and to let me know your favorite books about writing. 
whatever genre they are or however they affected your life, give me the name, give me the author, tell me how it affected you, tell me how it made you a better writer or more self-aware writer, or it uh, inspired you to make some big changes in what or how you're writing. And I would love to hear it. And I'm always down with book recommendations, as you can imagine. So go ahead and head on over and do that. Meantime, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim Boo York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimboo at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.